We've been listening to Pink, Sober, and Cover Me in Sunshine, and then we had Katy Perry, Raw, and then Daisies, followed by Sia, Hey Boy. So hopefully you enjoyed that music. And on the subject of music, I thought I would ask our station manager, Brendan Telfer, who's kindly come into the studio, what he thinks about these high-definition offerings that are coming out from the likes of Amazon and Apple Music and Spotify and there's various other services that are doing it. Tidal is another that's fairly recently launched. The idea is that you move away from kind of low-quality, low-bitrate MP3 music to high-definition music, which is at least as good as you'd get on a CD. So there's the convenience that has always gone with streaming music, and that's why it's pretty much the dominant way that the the world listens to music. It it can be streamed from phones in your car, your your phone can be plugged in, or your iPad or another device can be plugged into your home stereo, and you're good to go with literally millions of tracks. And at the moment in Australia, these services all seem to cost about the same amount, which is $12 per month. Um, Brendan, what do you think about this? Are you welcoming this arrival of high-quality music? through your phone yeah I like it uh, Piers it's fantastic but you see I'm I'm an old codger so for me anything much over 41 hertz which is basically what a CD is recorded at these days in terms of bit rate mm. I don't think it's going to make much difference to my listening pleasure mm. I mean obviously um, you know high-end premium Spotify at the moment's running around 320 kilohertz which I think is roughly mp mp3 area yep 41 is pretty cool that's cd quality at the moment Mm. and for somebody with my audio response in terms of my age Mm. is it really going to make that much difference that i'm listening to something at 96 or 192 maybe yeah but um yeah i mean you know obviously the big boys i think are lining up to control an area for them i think it's probably going to be a very strong marketing option for them they can control all sorts of bits and pieces as well in terms of um, what they're getting at. Mm. And um, it also means that I guess bottom line is that they're going to be able to uh, really enjoy making a few extra dollars out of it. Yeah, well, they are going to charge more for these services. So at the moment, all these services seem to be costing exactly the same. I just had a look on Finder, which is a comparison website, lets you look at how similar products cost compared with each other and finders saying that basically all these services at the moment are coming in at $12 per month or $11.99 in Australian dollars and that gives you unlimited mp3 music now there are there are a few little differences in the case of Amazon for example Amazon has a, a dedicated service called Amazon music but if you're a member of Amazon Prime which means uh, like in a nutshell it gives you certain special offers uh, that Amazon's selling in the way of goods and products uh, but it also gives you things like free shipping so if you're going to do a lot of online shopping and you tend to use Amazon then Amazon Prime actually is quite a good one to have and you will get a further discount with uh, Amazon Music if you have happen to be a Prime member. Mr. Bezos making some serious money. He's got to try and get those rockets into the air, Piers. Yeah, and, well... Uh, you know, he needs a cash flow down here on planet Earth to do it. Well, that's right. His, 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 whole, his whole objective is to have manufacturing done in space and thereby save the planet. And it just happens to be that he's got to make a lot of money out of selling things through Amazon to fund that 
in the short term. Plus, he's got a little bit of a battle on his hands with, uh, you know, dear old Mr. Musk at the moment as well. The two multi-billionaires are having a crack at each other yeah, at the moment. Yeah, they are. And they're competing for NASA contracts. And there's actually, Bezos has disputed a contract that was given to Musk's Musk SpaceX to, uh, to land men on the moon by 2024 indeed. is the target. He's not very happy. So, no. But anyway, so I think these, these guys got to make some money somewhere. Mr. Bezos is making some serious money at the moment, and this is going to be a wonderful opportunity for them to do it. The other thing as well is you probably, Pierce, you know in the technology world that uh, your device is going to have to be able to listen to and be able to give you that HD quality experience as well. Yeah. and now many So you're going to have to ramp up your device by putting on some sort of, a, what is it, a digital audio coupler. Yeah. So you're going to have to add that on to the cost of upscaling as well. Phones have that built in, I believe. In and, some and computers do. Some phones do. I'm not sure whether all phones do, and I'm not sure whether all computers do. But hey, you're the guy in the technology realm. I don't know. I think the majority of IO Apple devices, for example, and I think uh, most uh, Android smartphones have got digital to audio um, converters in them. Cool. Um, and so that will allow you, if you're streaming an HD uh, music offering from one of these different companies, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Tidal, you name it, uh, you will be able to do it up to, I think, CD quality without getting... Uh, new gear. However, if you were a real audiophile and you want to uh, have this connected to or a streaming service connected to your amplifier at home, that's where you may need a digital to analog converter. Okay, and that's that, so that's that's another cost as well. And then yeah. there's probably digital to analog converters out there. Some might be yeah, better are. than others. Yep, and sure. uh, you know, if you're the real audiophile, I mean, many years ago, a dear old mate of mine uh, was very very rich, and he could afford a wall of sound which he built around old valve systems mm. and amps mm. and he swore by uh, the sound quality that he could get out of that compared to the new digital CD options. Mm. He always went for vinyl and mm. he claimed that his wall of sound was superior to anything else that he could possibly listen to. Mm. He was very rich and he could indulge himself. Me, as I said, I just sort of schlep around about 41, which is a roughly CD quality. I don't think I could be able to hear much better than that anyway. Yep. Do you still listen to CDs at home? I do listen occasionally to CDs, but increasingly rarely these days. Everything mm. basically just seems to be coming down in, in web form or MP3 form. Again, mm. I, I think an MP3 is a huge compromise in terms of audio response, even at 320. Yeah. I mean, it does a job, but really I think there's a much more fundamental audio experience or oral experience at CD quality. Mm. Um, so it'd be interesting. I might test myself out, see if I can get a, a better response. Mm. Again, it's going to come down to things like engineering, mastery and stuff like that as well. Sure. Whether the guys are flicking the big sort of bass nodes in at uh, mastering some of these CDs and stuff. But it will be interesting if you can discern the differences. Yeah, well, well, vinyl has become more popular in sales than CDs. And that's because people are going back, audio files again, are going back to their roots, if you like. They're going back to the way they, they grew up in in a lot of cases, the way they listened to music years ago, back in the back in the uh, probably the eighties, early eighties, pre CDs being introduced, and then CDs took over, and then obviously in the last sort of fifteen odd years, music streaming has completely wiped out CDs. So not many people. I mean, I've heard of people with big CD collections taking them down to the op shop. And just getting rid of them. It's interesting, isn't it? But not only the old audiophiles are doing that, but also the millennials are getting onto yes. the the vinyls as well. And yes. so that's, I think, where this new marketing is coming in as well. They're obviously discovering the uh, the technology of their their parents, maybe even their grandparents, you mm. know, mm. and loving the old um, loving the old vinyl. Yep, absolutely. I mean, I think, and one of the other things that's interesting about this is 
you know, if they're going to charge more, and, and I think the sort of it's it's possible that you might pay you know around twenty dollars Australian. So instead of twelve dollars a month, if you want the HD offering from one of these companies, Apple, you'd have to go for it, though, wouldn't you? Well, potentially, yeah. Um, but whether that translates to higher royalties being paid to the artists, I think will be a really interesting question because at the moment, the only way you can really make a living out of being a musician at these days is to be one pretty big. And two, able to tour, because and, and COVID's made that difficult. Um, but touring is the way that artists have tended to kind of make up the slack of what they're not being paid through normal royalties, through CD sales, for example. So if by making what they might have made from CDs less because you can get that CD quality through a streaming service, then you're actually, it's a further impost into the incomes of musicians. Indeed, and the marginalisation of what they might expect in terms mm. of their cash flow mm. as well. Mm. And it's all about the amount of data that's going to be sort of shuttled around as well. These guys are going to be saying, we've got to charge you this because the amount of data that you're going to be downloading to listen to your favourite track now is going to be this much as compared to what it was. Mm. And we need bigger servers. Correct. And therefore, you know, this is why we're going to charge you your 20 bucks a month. And as you say, I don't think much of that will probably go to the artists. Mm. It might. There's certainly been a bit of pushback in the realms of the Spotify's of this world mm. recently as well in mm. terms of what that margin is for artists. But, um, yeah, if you're going to try and make a living out of being a rock and roll musician these days, Piers, aren't you glad you stuck to radio? <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah, it it is interesting. The other thing to remember about this is that to get these files, they're much bigger. So if you're going from uh, MP3, which is 320 kilobits, and CDs are about 1,400, uh, then, uh, you know, a rough calculation, that's about four times the data required. So you are going to be using more bandwidth, and therefore, if you're mobile, if you're in your car and listening, you know, joyously to CD quality sound streaming in out of your 50 million million tracks that you can choose from, uh, well, you are going to get through your mobile data faster. It is. It's also interesting, isn't it, in our space here at RPPFM, and indeed for any uh, media broadcaster as well, the implications of this sound quality as well. Mm. Um, we've spoken before, you and I, about FM radio and its audio quality and capacity. I mean, the Norwegians have switched it off. Right. What does it mean for the audiophile that listens to audio in their car? What will be the expectation in the marketplace of what you get as an audiophile in your car as well? Mm. And what implications might that have in the radio space and the digital spectrum as well in terms of radio and how we get that signal into the ears of our beloved listeners? Well... Here's a technical question for you, but if I if I was able to stream uh, an HD CD quality uh, track through this radio station, it's going to sound better than MP3, isn't it? It's going to it's be going to sound, sound a lot it's going better. To be, it is indeed, but at the moment you're going to be streaming that audio track at 196 hertz, which is pretty good in terms of streaming radio, which is up there compared to some radio stations. Okay, I mean even you know the the. The Jays, I think, and Triple uh, R are running 196. Even the Beep are running 196. But if we're going to step it up and all of a sudden we're going to be shoving, you know, our CD quality down the line to you to enjoy our streaming, mate, that's going to take some technology. That's going to really put us behind uh, the eight ball again. Yeah, right. So interesting effects of this move towards high definition. Not only music. to us, of course, but indeed to the entire media experience, your media experience. If you're going to really be hanging out for your big 92 or 196 you know, hertz enjoyment of your music and you have that expectation on your day-to-day -day living, um, all of a sudden uh, you're basically 
yeah, you're making a lot of the technology that you're enjoying at the moment very redundant. Well, it's just making everything more on demand, isn't it? Because it's, it's allowing you to choose to have that high-quality experience. Correct. If you get used to that and you're prepared to pay for Correct. it, then you just, you, just, it just move, you move away more and more from anything that and isn't it's, and, on and, demand. And, and it's exactly the problem that 3MP are having at the moment. You know, they're not rating at the moment in the latest survey ratings here in Melbourne. Why? <laughs> because music is not compatible with um, analogue radio at the moment. Absolutely. Which, you know, on, which, which they, can't, they just can't cut through, and that's why they're really pushing hard on iHeartRadio and stuff to try and get you to enjoy them on that. We fortunately are on FM and our sound is so much more superior. Not only that, we are the only authentic radio station here on the Mornington Peninsula since MP are basically tracking it in from places like Taralgon and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a very interesting space and as you and I sort of turn up our noses at what AM radio sounds like and the terrible noise that's coming out of the speaker when you tune up to um, an AM station like 3MP mm. and you say we much, much prefer our FM, what's it going to be like once we've been spotted at these sorts of levels in high definition when you tune us up mm. and you're going to be thinking, well, hang on, um, if MP was rubbish, uh, that's pretty rubbish as well. Yeah. I want this. We're the new AM. Correct. And uh, there, it is possible to broadcast in stereo on AM, isn't it? It is, but it was an experiment. It was an electronic experiment. It was basically a trick trick up by the American big sponsorship companies and stuff. They were trying to hold on to FM. FM was king. It smashed uh, music enjoyment on AM, effectively just killed it. And it was a, a chance by those license holders to try and, and claw back some market space off the FM guys. It didn't really work. Mm, interesting stuff. Well, keep an eye on it. If you're a subscriber to Apple Music or Spotify or Amazon or the like, uh, you may be interested to know that you can get much higher quality CD quality sound, which is at least about four times better in terms of how it's going to sound. And you just have to sit down and listen to a CD through headphones at home, through a reasonable amplifier, and, and you will notice a difference to what you hear when you're just streaming music. Uh, but there's a lot of convenience which goes with streaming music. And Piers, what's going to happen to my beautiful music library? Well, <laughs> exactly. Well, hold on to your vinyls. That's the best advice hold I can give. Hold on to your vinyls. Mr. Cunningham, thank you very much indeed. Love your work. Thank you for coming. That's Brendan Telford, Station Manager at Artem PFM. Beyond the Hill.